Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brianna Hope Beatson and today we will be talking about Kung Fu Panda 3, The Finest Hours and The Fifth Wave. So right now we are speaking to 8-year-old Abigail from LA who is adorable about Kung Fu Panda 3. So Abigail, can you please tell us all about what you thought about this installment of the series? Well, I thought it was very, very heart-touching and I love that Poe has learned how to believe in himself and train others in Kung Fu and defeat the evil villain Kai. <laughs> Ultimately, he learns to believe in himself, so I really, really love that. <laughs> I'm glad you do. So initially, I'm pretty sure one person or another has thought this one. It's like, oh my gosh, they're at number three. Some people think it's drawn out. Some people think it's not. So do you think this film had good content and it was right in its spot? Because some people were just like, ah, it was drawn out. It didn't need a third one. Do you think that this film added to the series? Well, I loved it. Yes, it was very very additive. <laughs> I thought everything was perfect. And since this is a third one, do you see a fourth one coming on? Or do you think it's like, hey, Kay, okay, guys, we, we did enough. You know, I think there's going to be a fourth one because Poe's adventure is continuous. And since you think this film is going to continue to Kung Fu Panda 4, what do you think it would be about? Well, I think it's going to be about another adventure. I don't know. I'm just excited to see what the casting directors and other people are going to come up with the idea. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you're excited. So, since this film is an animation, and I, I personally like animation. A lot of people think that it's for children, but I do think the right animation and the right films do a lot for everyone, even adults and grandmothers and grandfathers and parents and, and all different types of age all different types of age groups. So what did you think about the animation, Abigail? I really liked it was very cartoons. I really love cartoons, so when you grow up you can still love cartoons. I really love all the fun things because when it's animation you can like do special effects with it. So it's really fun. Yeah animation animation has that type of option. It's like you can keep it simple or you can add a lot of things to it or you can take a lot of things out of it. And there's so many different types of animation. So I think in terms of real life action and animation, I feel like animation is so much broader and you can do so much more with it. So how did you like the comedy? Because when I saw this film, I was laughing so much, much more than I thought I would be laughing. So how much did you laugh and did you like the comedy? Well, The Furious Five and the Panda Village with the Baby Pandas, it gave a lot of hilarious humor and it gave in the villain Kai it gave it, it almost made me cry laugh it, it knocked my socks off so it even made my dogs laugh <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that your dogs started to laugh can you tell us what your favorite scene is well my favorite scene is the restaurant scene when Poe and his father find each other it's funny because everyone realizes they are father and son except them also I love the scene when Poe visits the panda village the baby pandas are so cute. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite favorite aspects of this film is the baby pandas because in the earlier films you don't see too much of them. Actually, you don't see any of them because it's just Poe and they tell him you're the only panda left and, and you just have to 
suffer through it and deal with it. And so Poe is really the only panda you see. So with this film really focusing on his heritage and his family and him going from pandas to being the son of a bird and him not really knowing that, he still thinks he's the son of a bird. He still thinks he hatched from an egg, but that's really funny. So the fact that they really focused on the pandas and their, and their different looks and their different ages was very adorable and cute. So you said that you really liked the scene where Poe and his father kind of reconnect and, and they're like, oh my gosh, my son, but they don't really realize it. Um, do you think that they grew as characters, like together? Do you think that their relationship got any better from when they started? I thought it was their relationship every single like step of the movie they grown like more bigger and bigger to family of the panda village and the father with the son so i thought it was very very cute and amazing and very heart touching <laughs> i'm glad you liked it and since this is kung fu panda and they're all like fighting and like chop chop and woo kung fu um <laughs> I did feel as though the beginning of this film was like crazy action. So how did you think the fighting scenes went? Well, I thought the fighting scenes were, <laughs> I loved, were so amazing with all the like action. And like, I like all the, they made the hoo-ha stuff in it. And I like that Kai and Poe were fighting in the Furious Five. With, and Poe would train the, the pandas to like fight with their talented, unique, unique skills they can like show it off and like do it all and believe in yourself so I thought that was very cool I definitely like that scene as well when all the pandas are like yeah we all have special skills and, and we can do what Poe does <laughs> you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network and today we will be talking about Kung Fu Panda 3 the finest hours and the fifth wave. So right now, let's continue speaking with Abigail about Kung Fu Panda 3. And we were just talking about the action and the fighting scenes and since it's Kung Fu and how the pandas kind of grew up and they're like, oh my gosh, we're going to have our own own type of powers. We're going to do our own type of thing and, and all these different types of aspects in the film. But I do want to say that I heard from some of the people in the audience that I was sitting with that at the beginning, the action and the fighting scenes were like really in your face and like really um, really strong really potent and it's like oh my gosh it's right there and all of the, the some of the younger kids were getting very scared I mean as the film moved on they got used to it but do you think it was too much for you Abigail from at the beginning with all the fighting well I don't really think it was too much for too much for me because I do Taekwondo too and I really am used to that and I I thought it it might be a little like strong for the little other kids like five a little and six but I think if they're tough they can handle it (laughs) (laughs) like you Abigail I did not know you did that type of fighting and I see I learn something new about people every day but um do you since since you do do that type of fighting and you kind of had this connection with the characters because you do this do you think that people that don't do this type of fighting can relate to this and can still have a fun time watching it well yes i i think they can and i'm actually a black belt so i think they really might like all to me i think pose like a black belt so everybody will like like respect him as a master a grandmaster of a black belt like respect sir i'm bowing right now bow (laughs) i I can see you i i I see you i see you bowing abigail (laughs) 
<laughs> and what age range do you give this film? Well, hmm, I would give this film all ages, but for five and six year olds, might be a little intense. Okay, and how many stars do you give this film? Well, five out of five. With all the kung fu pan- fighting and the baby pandas kicking the dumplings, I'll just give this five out of five. Definitely. And this film being number three and they kind of go out of this little village that they're used to being in because Poe goes on to see other pandas and things like that. What about the different, like the new characters? Because this film had so many new characters. You're like, oh my gosh, she's new and he's new and and that's a new character. So how did you think the new characters were integrated into this film? Do you think it flowed smoothly? Well, yes, it was very cool. Mimi was one of the new ones. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that everybody like loved. She's like, oh yeah, Sing along, sing along. She's like fancy Samancy. It's really cool. And I thought the little new baby panda characters were very interesting to the film. And it gave more heart to the film. And they were just teasing Poe a little bit. Like, we can kick the dumplings. It was a little cute. So I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I I really like Mei Mei, played by Kate Hudson, because... Um, at first, I didn't really like her because I was like, of course, you know, he has to fall in love. But he did. they didn't get to that point. It was like she was like flirting with him and she thought that he really liked her, but she, he didn't. And she was just like, OK, fine. It's OK. He loves me. It's OK. We're going to get married. But I liked how they didn't really progress that. They It was kind of just this like really big flirtatious scene. But then it was over and it was like, OK, we're, we're not going to deal with that anymore. And I liked that it wasn't this whole love story about a, two pandas because I really didn't want to see that because it's a really good classic animation film and it was nice to see them not go down that road of he has to fall in love so oh sorry (laughs) can you tell the voice actors by what they're with you know jack black and and james hong and brian cranston can you tell who they are when they're speaking yeah sometimes with their personality it's so like so just jack black so just angela jolene so just jk simmons so just everybody yeah i at some points i was like oh my gosh angelina jolie and lucy Liu. those are arguably two of my favorite actresses. I love them so much. They have done so many things and especially Angelina Jolie because for her to be in an animation which is not her, not not her, but she usually doesn't do this. So I'm glad that she kind of put herself into this and was in the first Kung Fu Pan and the second and the third. So I'm glad that she was in this film. Well, Abigail, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Kung Fu Panda 3. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. You're so cute. You're like a little mouse. I love you. You're adorable. Thank you. Guys, it's in theaters now, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by The Little Prince by N-Circle Entertainment. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. 
All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our kids' first film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back i'm morgan brian birch and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about kung fu panda number three and next we'll be discussing the fifth wave and the finest hour but right now we're talking about kung fu panda number three with benjamin who's from washington dc and he is age 10 so how are you doing today mr benjamin i'm doing great how are you i am doing wonderful so i heard that they have a new baby panda that is in washington dc and like tons of people have just lined up to go and see him yet the snow came down like that he just came out so have you seen him yet yep i saw the video on youtube yeah he was so cute and speaking about pandas what did you think about the animation that they did for the pandas in kung fu panda well, I thought the details on pretty much all the characters were very good. Like, you could definitely... They took a lot of inspiration from the actual animals, and they ended up looking kind of realistic. Yeah, they did, because they. I got to hear an interview with Jack Black and J.K. Simmons, who is the bad guy. I also got to see one with Jimmy Fallon and James Hong, and they said that they actually got to go and see the pandas. And that's important, because they had, like, the little hooks and stuff that they had to put on Jack Black in order for them to act like pandas and do the karate moves, which was pretty cool. That's cool. So we had to so we had to learn how to do karate. So what's the plot of this film? Well at the beginning of the movie, Master Shifu says he is resigning as the teacher for the Furious Five and he thinks Poe is ready to take his place. However, Poe really doesn't think he can be a teacher for the Furious Five. So soon after that, he meets Poe meets his long lost father, Lee, played by Brian Cranston, and they have a little celebration. And he tells him to come to the Secret Village where all the pandas live, so he can spend more time with them. But then their whole hurrah is kind of interrupted by the new villain Kai, played by J.K. Simmons, who is stealing all the Kung Fu Master's energy and using it so he can destroy Uguay's legacy, which means 
destroying Uguay's successor, Poe. So that's really cool. Who was your favorite character in the movie? There were a lot of new characters that I liked, and it was nice to see the original cast back. J.K. Simmons is great as Kai. He was so evil and greedy, and J.K. Simmons has the perfect voice for the character. Kai is also surprisingly funny. Yeah, he also did a lot of voices, and I actually had the pleasure of meeting him because I had to do a commercial with him called Farmers, and that was, like, really fun. And he was surprised because he was like, I've never been a bad guy before, so what the heck. Now, what do you think of the voiceover for this film? I mean, there was, all, like, Jack Black was back, and so was the rest of the Furious Five, but I liked the voices for... Brian Cranston did a good job as the voice for Poe's dad, Lee, and so did Kate Hudson as the new character, May May. Well, that's great. So, and, some uh, really good voice acting. That's great. What do you think the age range for this film would be, though? There are some fighting scenes, and Kai might be a little scary for younger children, so I'd give it an age range of 4 to 12. Mm. So what what did you think of the new character, Kate Hudson? Did you like her? Was she, like, funny, or how was her acting? I mean, in the beginning, she wasn't in it a lot. That was, that was some of the problems I had with the movie, is because some of the new characters weren't included all that much. But um, her in particular, so I don't really know what I thought of that character. Oh, okay. So how many stars would you give this film? I'd give it four out of five stars. I really enjoyed this film. And why would you give it that amount of stars? I really liked the animation. There was a lot of... The score by Hans Zimmer was really good, and I really liked the lesson of, like, figuring out who you want to be and who you are, and I really liked the villain. Okay. And oh, what was Simmons. missing? What was missing that you didn't give it that other star? Um, some of the characters weren't included in the whole entire movie. Okay. So. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about Kung Fu Panda number three. We're also talking about the fifth wave and... The finalist hour. And right now, I'm talking to Benjamin, That's and he's from Washington, D.C., age 10, about Kung Fu Panda number 3. So what did you think of this movie? I really liked the movie. There's a lot of different aspects that I like this movie. It's very nice to see everyone back, and the animation is really, like... At one second, it could be computer animation. It could be an entirely different style of animation, and there are some really good new characters but some of them aren't in it all that much so have you seen the other movies yes i am a pretty big fan of this franchise what which one is your favorite so far actually probably this one why so it's just it op- expanded the universe a lot like finding out that there are the, all these pandas living in this village and it bring it up a lot more to have some new characters and in other future installments in the franchise do you think they could have another one, to just another one to add on to the series, or do you think this is, like, good? Like, they can stop it here because he's finally found his dad and done his legacy. Well, the part about this movie I liked was the film did not feel tired, even though it had been three movies. So I would be totally open and excited if they were to make another. So that's great. So basically you're saying that they added new details that still kept it fresh and new, which is always great for a movie. Yeah, especially um, a sequel. Yes. Now, if you had to add anything to the movie like what else would you add to it and if there was anything that you really didn't like like what would you minus i probably would have added the characters in a little bit more to the story not much else i would change actually i think it's a great movie what was your favorite scene like did you like the action fighting scenes or 
there's this really good scene before when Kai and Poe first meet. It's really funny how Poe is giving up like his last ounce of anger to destroy Poe and then a battle commences but that scene when he was just making Kai so angry was pretty funny. It was like chit chat. Yeah. I really liked the fact that we got to see J.K. Simmons and like most of the characters go on to the Jimmy Fallon show and that's like really cool that they got to go and see the real pandas and got to go to this village where the pandas were. So that's pretty cool that they actually got to see what it's like to act like a panda. Yeah. But what did you think of the music? The thing I, I really liked about the music is it kept, um, it was really good music and it like kept sort of the, the same thing and it still has a lot of energy during the action scenes and even the climax. Well, that's good. So the music keep, kept you entertained. Yeah. So if did you get to be able to see any of the actors or any of their interviews? Mm-mm. I'm just wondering because if so, I was going to bring something up, but never mind. So what do you think of the action adventure scenes and stuff? Because like I said, they put dots on all the characters. So they really, that's why they got to go and see the pandas because they needed to see how they acted. So yeah. what did you think of like the animation for when they moved and stuff? Like how did you think the actors did on becoming pandas and stuff? Well, the characters are a lot like their animals actually are. And you're saying about the action scenes. So the action scenes, I thought they were very energetic and they kept moving and they weren't too long or too short or like and the climax was an anticlimactic or anything like that, so... The action scenes are fun. And, like, how do you think the animation was for the action scenes? Like, were they blurry, or did you get to see, like, complete details? How was that? They weren't blurry. You were able to see them. I recommend you see this film in 3D for the animation and for the action scenes, but, yeah. So, yeah. And I actually got to meet all the characters, which was, like, pretty awesome and cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) And... I think it's really cool that they did their voiceovers. And, like, they all said that they were pretty surprised and stuff because J.K. Simmons actually said that he had never been a bad guy before, so he actually liked being something evil. Did you think that he did a good job of portraying that, or did you think he needed to be more intense and more evil? He was really evil and greedy, so he was the perfect person to play that role, and I thought he did a really good job. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. Just thank you. <laughs> so let's take a break. I am Morgan Brian Birch, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Now, this show is sponsored by The Littlest Prince by N-Circle Entertainment. And we have just talked, we have just finished talking about Kung Fu Panda number three. So let's take a break. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Our voices need to be heard. Tune in every week for Women Investing in Women and Girls. This is a groundbreaking program that spotlights global issues from the perspectives of young women and teens. Our program is aimed at young listeners in general, including young men who wish to be engaged in our global dialogues. Come join us every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for Women Investing in Women and Girls and follow the global economic revolution on the Voice America Kids channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Brianna Hope, listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished speaking to Benjamin about Kung Fu Panda 3, and we are next going to be talking about The Finest Hours and later The Fifth Wave. So right now, we are speaking with 16-year-old Clayton from NYC about The Finest Hours. So Clayton, it's nice to have a 16-year-old. It's because I feel like I'm the only one, so it's nice to have another 16-year-old to share the pain. So Clayton, what are your overall thoughts about this film? I didn't actually like it that much. I felt it was very stereotypical and just they kept doing the thing over and over again. It was very cliche, I feel like it. Do you feel as though, I mean, you you said over and over again, do you feel like this film is a copy of another film or do you think inside the film I the feel same like thing I've, keeps happening over again? I feel like in other films I've seen it before. Like I can't name the film, maybe like it's sort of like Titanic, but like they don't survive in Titanic. And oh. I haven't like seen the new Titanic movie, but I've definitely seen a lot of the sequences that they used in this movie in other movies. Because mm-hmm, when I see the trailer for this film, the first thing I think of is Titanic. So, but I was hoping that a lot of people would be like, oh, well, you know, it looks like Titanic, but it's completely different. But I'm sorry that it was basically the same thing. Well, not basically the same thing, but you know what I mean. So is this based on true events? And if so, could you see it being true events? Like, if you understand what I'm saying, like, is it based on true events? And if it is, can you believe that? It is based on true events. And it's like so impossible that I almost thought like after the movie like oh my gosh how could this be true it's like this is the impossible but it's true so do you feel like it's like not based off true events but like loosely follow the lines of the events i feel like it's pretty well based off the actual events i'm glad are there any morals or messages in this film I didn't really think of that or see any really in the film. I feel like with a lot of these films, like Add on Sea, a lot of it is just like, you know, you can survive. I feel like that's a lot of the message. Like, you can survive. It doesn't matter where you are. You could be in space and you could still survive, which is, I guess, what we're on right now as as a society. Space is our new figuring out if we can survive or not. So how about the action in this film? The action, that's the one part of the film that I really like um i feel like the waves they did the waves very like the graphics of the waves 
waves and they depicted the waves and the water very amazingly. Is there, is there any other aspect of the action that you enjoyed? The action, my favorite character actually died in the scene. So I was a little like angry, but yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> like the life. one character that I knew that was going to die from the start. But Aww. I still chose him as my favorite character. See, that's when you go against your own judgment. And you're just like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So these people are fighting for their lives, obviously. They're on water and their ship is sinking. And oh my gosh, we need to stay alive. Because if we don't, that'll be really suckish. So <laughs> these people are fighting for their lives. How do you think their emotions are displayed on screen? I feel like in actual life, people would be going a lot more crazy. A lot more like all over the place screaming compared to in the movie, how did they depicted their emotions? And how did they depict their emotions? Were they like, oh my gosh, we're about to die, guys. It's okay, though. They weren't that crazy. They were like getting it all under control. There was this one character, though, that was going all over the place. Like, oh, let's get the lifeboat. Let's get off. <laughs> let's jump off and everything. But Yeah, I feel like reality, it would be switched. Like everyone would be crazy and be like, oh, my gosh, we need to we need to take we need to do something. And I feel like there'd be that one that's like, you know what, guys, just calm down. It's OK. Definitely. We've been in worse situations. You know, it's fine. So at least there was some sort of real. How many stars do you give this film? I would give this film three out of five because at the start I was thinking like oh my gosh this film is like I wouldn't I couldn't really get into it they didn't give so many background knowledge of the characters at the start of the film in other movies I could say and know a lot more stuff about the main character compared to the main character in this film like, I feel like I know a lot less about the characters in this film than other films. And I do see in the trailer and your description of it that there is a lot of fighting, not fighting, but there's a lot of hostility and there's like, oh my gosh, we're about to die. And there's a lot Definitely. of action and things like that. So what age range do you give this film? Because it does seem like a very intense film. I give this film 12 to 18. But if you're like tough and everything, I could see a 10 year old watching this film. <laughs> sitting <Yeah. laughs> a 10-year-old sitting over there looking all tough watching this film i can see yeah. that <laughs> well clayton thank you so much for talking about this film you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network and today we are talking about the finest uh, the finest hours and the fifth wave so right now we are now talking to 12 year old Triana from philly about the finest hours and we are going to see her view on the whole extravaganza so Triana, can you please tell us your thoughts about this film I, I really enjoyed this film, and I thought it was pretty awesome, and I really loved the three dy dynamics, and also that it was Disney featured. So I really just really enjoyed it. Let me just say this, guys. I'm glad that you two have a completely different view on this film. It makes for a very good... <laughs> I, I like hearing about it, because you kind of get both sides of the story when you want to see a film. It's good to know what people didn't like about it and what people did like about it. I'm just, I just wanted to put that out there. So, Triana... What about the action sequences and, and, and how the, the actors' emotions fit in with the action sequences and, and how everything put together and felt together? Like, the action, I really didn't think of really that much action because the only really action part was when they were in the water. But other than that, it was pretty, like, 
just like doll and like like back back in the day style but during the waves and stuff it was a lot of action like the waves made me actually feel like i was a part of the film especially since it was 3d so i really liked the action part but it was really not that much of it i think they could have added a little bit more mm-hmm. and since you said that do you think this film without the waves and i know that would change the plot line a lot but without the waves do you think this film would have still been as good as you think it would be or do you think without the waves and without the addition of how severe the waves were do you think it would have been a complete flop no i really don't think so because the waves made me feel to make me understand it more it made me feel like i was on a cliffhanger and it just made me like just understand it basically like what was going on how was everything going got you got you and this film is based in the 1950 in 1952 so do you see that in this film or is it just like well they just put a date on it and i i don't really see it but do you see the um do you see how much the 1950s kind of played in this in this film yeah i see that i like like because of the clothing and like the setting of the film and like how like the colors were it wasn't like as bright and stuff it was like pretty just like dull and the clothing were just very modern and old-fashioned so i kind of see that i'm glad that they put that in there because sometimes they'll put a date on it or a year on it but then you watch the film and you're like well it doesn't really make a difference because it could be now or it could be five years from now or it could be five years ago so i'm glad that it kind of had this distinct kind of feel to it so Trayana, how what about the music in relationship to all of the intensity to this film. Do you think the music matched up? I would say it wasn't really that much music. So I would say it it kind of, the during the scenes, like it depends which scene it was. But as I listened to the music, I think it went pretty well with each scene that I, that I watched. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, I saw the trailer for this film and it looked a lot like t- Titanic. If you saw Titanic, do you see many similarities or any similarities between the two? I haven't seen Titanic. Oh, okay. So, never mind then, guys. Never (laughs) mind. (laughs) So, what about the characters? Did you like how they... Because Clayton said before that we didn't really know anything about the characters, but did you find out about the characters a little bit more, or did you find their progression throughout the film better? To be honest, the only character that I really knew of was basically Bernie, because he was, like, the main character, and I also, like, they could have put, like, more information about the other characters, and, like, the way that the film started off, it wasn't, like, for me to, like, understand what was going on and how it just, just started like that. So I really didn't like that part, but the characters, they were just like like I really didn't know everything of the characters I just knew where they were what they were doing and I just didn't really like know each person's name because when I was writing my review I was like I don't really know anybody else's name except basically Bernie's Mm -hmm. and do you think it would have made a complete difference if you knew much more about the characters yeah I think so because it would made me less confused about who these people were and what was going on like what's their like what's their name what are they doing on the ship how did they get the, like just like more information about them and i would just understand like oh okay i get this now because mm-hmm, you get to know the characters a little bit more and when they start talking about each other you're like oh i know who that is instead of being like i have no idea who they're talking about <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and and a lot of the time they will make a film and then they'll do a prequel to that film do you think that a prequel to this film would be better 
to see before, you know, obviously it's a prequel, so it's going to be before, but do you think seeing and making a prequel would have people that see this film much more understanding of what's going on? I really don't think so because I I don't think they could have, like, they could have did, like, more stuff for me to understand it and be, like, more into it. But other than that, it was pretty good. They just had, like, a few little mistakes. And I think if they would have got those mistakes, it would have been an awesome film and everybody would have enjoyed it if you like those type of films. Well, it's good to know that there's no need to make an entire another film that, you know, precedes this so that you understand it. It's glad that, you know, throughout the film, you kind of generally understand what's going on. So yeah. how many stars do you give this film, Triana? Um, I give this film five out of five stars. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah. And the age range? I would say 12 to 18, like Clayton said. Yeah, it does seem to be a very, not violent, but a very intense and, and like, oh my gosh, we're about to die type of film. So right. I'm glad that it's a 13 to 18 type thing. Well, Clayton and Triana, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about the finest hours. You're welcome. I, you. I really had fun. <laughs> it's it's awesome and fantastic talking to both of you. Guys, The Finest Hours is in theaters now, so please check it out. You kind of got two different views today. So let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Eton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by The Little Prince by N-Circle Entertainment. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. 
Hey, and welcome back. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, and today we're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Finest Hour and Kung Fu Panda number three, and next we're going to discuss right now about the fifth wave. And I am here with Lainey, who's from Boulder, Colorado, and she's age 13, and Harmony, who's from the Bay Area, who is 17 years old. So how are you two today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. And how are you, Harmony? I'm good, thank you. So, Harmony, did you get to see the aliens, and if so, were they believable? And, or what did they look like? Were they scary, or like what did they look like to you? Well, the aliens take the form of the hosts, so when they appear in the movie, they look exactly like any normal human being, so it's actually very hard and kind of impossible to differentiate a human from a alien. So they're technically like shapeshifters? Yeah, basically. They just take the mind of the host. They still, they keep, the body of the person is the same. They just, they can control the host's mind, basically. They still have their own body and form and appearance. Okay. And then Miss Laney, was there actually ever a real alien or was it just them disguised as the hosts? Um, yes, there were actual real aliens because, you know, like those aliens were taking over the body, so. Okay. And what did you think about them? I thought that it was, well, I mean, it could be pretty frightening to, like, you know, like, you can't trust anyone in this movie because you don't know, you know, like, who's a human versus an alien. And so I think that would be pretty scary to just, like, not be able to trust anyone. (laughs) That would be. And what did you think? Did you, like, feel the same way about them or did you feel different from Harmony? I felt the same. Oh, okay. And Miss Harmony... Did they have a spaceship, and did you get to see it? Yes, they did, and we do get to see it. And they also had other little tiny ships that would roam around and detect people. So you got to see a lot of their, you know, transportation and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And then Miss Laney, how were the graphics? Did you think they used a lot of them, or did they use them often, or did you think they needed more? Well, I think that the graphics are pretty cool in this movie just because, you know, like, even if you just, like, watch the trailer, they're pretty cool. But when you actually get to see the movie, it's pretty cool. But especially, like, when the others are, well, the others, meaning the aliens, like, that's their name. They come to, you know, like, attack planet Earth. So I just think the graphics are pretty cool. Okay. And Miss Harmony, what was your favorite scene and why? My favorite scene would have to be when she was found alone and taken in to be helped. I think it's really funny because she doesn't trust the person. She doesn't know if they're an, a- an alien or not. So you get to see her reaction and she, you get to see how she handles situations on her own. You know, it's funny seeing a teenage girl with a gun basically <laughs> surviving on her own and fighting against aliens. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So was the movie, like, scary or do you think it was, like, not so scary? Like, what were your opinions? I didn't think it was very scary because... They don't really show anything, like they don't show the aliens or any frightening visuals. I guess the idea and the concepts that you can't really trust anyone and that basically everyone on the planet is getting wiped out by aliens, that concept can be scary and the apocalyptic, you know, concept. But I don't think it's frightening in the sense of visuals or what you're going to see on screen. Oh, okay. Now, Miss Lainey, what was your favorite character and why? Well, my favorite character was um, Evan Walker, which is the guy who rescues her because he is so determined and hardworking and independent. And 
like the way he pro he plays his role is super believable and you can really tell that he cares about cassie that's nice and how was the acting did you like it or did you think the acting was kind of bland or well i think that his acting was pretty good oh and by the way he's played by alex rowe and i just you know again he's just super believable and i just really liked the relationship between cassie and him okay now, how was the cinematography, Harmony? I thought the cinematography was quite impressive. There's a lot of films in this category, and I think this one did an amazing job of standing out with the cinematography, especially during like the extreme sci-fi action scenes, like the tsunamis, and you get to see how amazingly the camera portrays the waves where, you know, planet suffers certain types of disasters. So I thought it was really good in those scenes. Speaking about the disasters, what disasters did they throw on the humans at, like, what was their, like, what did they do that humans basically kicked them off the earth so that way they could take over? Yeah. The, they had five different waves. The first actually was, like, a blackout. Basically all, like, electricity got shut off. The second one was natural disasters, like earthquakes, tsunamis. The third one was a deadly virus that killed a lot of people, like quarantining people, and it was really contagious, and a lot of people got wiped off by the virus. And then the survivors then started differentiating between humans, and they figured out that the others can take the form of humans, so they had to basically fight off the aliens for the next wave. And then the fifth wave is basically like two-thirds of the movie where you find out all the action and stuff. Okay. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network, and today we're talking about Kung Fu Panda number three. We've also been talking about the fifth wave, and we've also been talking about the final hour. And I am Lauren Birch, and right now I am talking to Lainey and Harmony, and right now we are talking about the fifth wave. Now, was the plot believable, Miss Lainey? I definitely thought that the plot was well I thought it was really cool just because you know there are five waves and it's definitely like a different way of thinking like that our you know like our world first had a power outage and then basically like at the very end you know like basically the others are trying to take over the whole world so I thought the plot was really interesting now if your family was taken away from aliens what would you have done would you have gone and kicked their butts with weapons and stuff or would you like stayed at home and like tried to make a new universe with you and someone else or what would you have done well I would have tried to go and get my family back and just like in the story Cassie Sullivan her brother is like you know, like, she's abandoned from her brother. And, well, she would do anything in the world to get her brother Sammy back. So, yeah, in that case, I would also try to get my family back. Okay. And now, Miss Harmony, was Chloe Grace believable? Or did you not like her acting? Like, how was her acting? I think Chloe's acting was really believable. It was interesting seeing her play in the survival movie. Uh, I thought her acting was really realistic. Her facial expressions are very spot on. I can definitely tell. How, like, if she's feeling an emotion or she's supposed to portray an emotion, you can definitely tell by her facial expressions. And she makes her acting really natural. Like, she'll stutter when she's frightened or she'll make her eyes really big. And um, So you're saying that it was very believable that you really could see her actions with just her face? Yeah, yeah. Now, how were the action scenes? Did you like them or did you think they were blurry? Or, like, how were the graphics and action scenes as well since the aliens were graphics? I thought the action scenes were really good, especially when the military has to fight off the aliens. It really reminded me of the video game Halo. It it feels like the audience is interacting with 
a shooting game, basically, when the military of kids has to take over the aliens in, like, the war-ish scenes. So you get to see how they basically battle the aliens, and you feel as though you're experiencing it with them, and kind of a stimulation where it's almost as though you're playing a video game. Okay. Now, Miss Lee, do you think about the music? Did you think it made the movie more scary and, like, make the scenes more believable? Or did you think that it was not quite fitting? Yes, well, for all movies, you know, like, if you add in the music, for this movie, I feel like the music added, you know, and it made it more intense. Well, that's good. Now, do you think there could be a sequel to this movie, or do you think it's just going to be this movie and they're ending the franchise here? I feel like the movie did end pretty well, but, I mean, I think they kind of just, you know, like, summed up the whole movie. I don't really see another movie coming out. Okay. And then, Haley is the age range for this film, and why do you give it that age range? I would give it a range of, I would say any age above 13 for sure, but specifically, I'd say people between the age of 13 and 18 would appreciate it the most. I feel as though it appeals mostly to, like, teenagers, but it could definitely appeal to people way above 18 as well. Okay, and Lainey, how many stars would you give this film? I give this film a 4 out of 5 stars because it is pretty predictable, but, I mean, I really enjoyed this film. It was pretty entertaining, and the plot was really cool just because, you know, it was just a different way of thinking, you know, like, like obviously it's not, like, real or anything, but I guess it was just cool to think about, like, you know, like, Earth in that way. Thank you so much for the pleasure in being able to talk to you, too, because it was simply wonderful, and I think you girls did a great job, so thank Thank you so much and I definitely cannot wait to go and see this movie and I hope that everybody else who's watching the show right now can go and see the movie because it sounds like totally awesome and scary and spooky at the same time and sci-fi. So thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our latest video reviews of film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. And today's show is sponsored by The Littlest Prince by N-Circle Entertainment. You can definitely go and go and check our website out and even watch the show again. We even have some other shows that we've done, so go ahead and take a look. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Morgan Brian Birch. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice of... 
You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. 